To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. Typically, we're three Disney fangirls who like to talk a lot about all things Disney, but today it's just me along with some... um, some some friends who are going to chat with me uh, about our favorite subject around here. And you guys all know what that is. That's Run Disney. We have some, you know, Run Disney celebrities here uh, for the day. And uh, we have three of the balloon ladies joining us. And so first of all, ladies, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and coming on here. And I'll let you guys introduce uh, yourselves in just a minute. But for anybody who is new here, I am Patty Holiday um, from NoGuiltDisney.com, No Guilt Travel, No Guilt Enterprises, No Guilt. I mean, it's like it's a whole thing that I have going on. But you can find <laughs> me on all socials at No Guilt Life if you have any questions. And then we also have a Facebook group uh, for this podcast and for the blog. So if you're ever interested in joining Facebook, because like that's where you like to get your information or you like to have your community, please come join us over there. Uh, That is Facebook and it is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Okay, so that's me. That's what's up. And this is our topic today is we are getting ready to talk to the balloon ladies. And I have to apologize up front. Heather and Molly, do you realize the last time we talked... I think it was yeah. right before COVID, wasn't it? It was right before, it was COVID. Right before COVID. In your hotel room. Yep. Yeah, I do hotel. remember. <laughs> so I'm not saying it's our fault if something comes up here in the next couple of weeks, but also we'll just oh make sure gosh. never to do this again right before. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's San Francisco and the Chiefs going to survive. We'll survive. So crazy. It's so crazy. But anyway, yeah, 2020 was the last time we actually had a conversation. I actually had interviewed Molly even well before that. I think it was like 2016, probably, maybe. It was a long time ago that Molly first uh, let me ask her a bunch of questions about being a balloon lady. So I have that OG blog post that I will link in show notes for anybody that wants to go back and read that. And then you can also go back and listen to the previous episodes. But we were like, it's been, what, basically four years. So let's time to Mm -hmm. revisit and discuss and have a conversation about what's going on in balloon life. Let's start with Kathleen. Kathleen, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how long you've been ballooning and I don't know, what's your favorite Disney race, I guess? Well, my name is Kathleen Doherty. Uh, I have been ballooning since 2010. I actually ran upstairs and looked at my medals um, just to to confirm that date. My first Disney race ever was 2008, and that was my first real half marathon ever that I ever did. I moved to Orlando, and it was actually 19 years ago yesterday. And um, after I got done with my master's, I said, I need a hobby. And I found <laughs> a thing called a half marathon and it was down to Disney and, and being from Philadelphia, you know, Disney is this elusive place. And, and I said, wow, you know, that'd be something pretty cool to do. And always I had a background in marching band and, and just not athletic at all. And when I told my husband, he's like, you can't run to the mailbox. So that was enough motivation to say, oh, is that okay? And, okay, and my, watch me. Supporters, <laughs> yeah, but he, he's one of my biggest supporters. So um, I started training and did my first half marathon. And then I, one of my dear friends who was a group leader in my um, running group 
she was a balloon lady and she was having some surgery. And so she asked if I could step in for her back in 2010. And I said, sure, that sounds like fun. And uh, so it's been about 14 years I've been ballooning. And it's one of my most favorite things to do in my spare time. I'm a mom of two kids. I have an 11-year-old and an eight-year-old. I work full-time. I work for the, for the Navy. So I'm, I'm pretty busy running around, but I still love doing the balloon stuff. And my favorite race is probably, I don't know, the Princess Weekend is fun because you get a lot more beginner folks and, and people just giving it a go and, and doing their best and getting out there. And the costumes are always fun to look at. So Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Heather Doyle. I am also local to Central Florida. We've lived here about 25 years. I kind of didn't start running until, what, 2014? When I signed up for Expedition Everest Challenge, I talked all of my friends into doing it. and We went out and had a blast. Um, and then I discovered kind of the community, the Facebook pages, the mm-hmm. different groups. And then I heard about these ladies that have their balloons. And <laughs> I had signed up for <laughs> I had signed up for Tower of Terror. And I, I just had no idea what that was about. But I was terrified of these ladies that had these balloons. And if they caught you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one of the funniest memories I have is I was racing with my my friend Christina. And we got to ESPN because back that's when Tower of Terror went into ESPN. And we got to um, the the first real bathroom on course. And the grave diggers were right across from it. And I said, I got to go. I got to go. So I, I dipped in there. And she's like, okay. But if I text you, you've got to hurry up because that means the balloon ladies are here. And so my phone starts going off. And I'm midway trying to pull up my, my stuffs. And I come out of the bathroom. And she's like, the balloon ladies just passed. And I was like, oh, my God. And I ran. From that point through the stadium to Victory Way, I like ran like my life depended on it. From that point, I was like, there's got to be a better way. So I kind of started trying to figure out how do you track these ladies? Like, how do you know where they are on course? (laughs) How do we keep up with who they are and where they are? Because I can't go through that again. And I discovered Molly and I think Sue kind of lived in my area. Mm -hmm. So I think I reached out. Molly and I were talking about this the other day. Cause we were trying to figure out like, how long have we known each other? I reached out to Molly and I was like, Hey, <laughs> she was like, Hey stalker. <laughs> Cause I think balloon ladies get a lot of peripheral fans, but at any rate, she was like, Hey, yeah, I'd love to start walking with you. And kind of the rest is history. When Molly asked me, what was it? 2020 first, mm-hmm. that was our goofy yeah, challenge. Yeah. Molly was like, Hey, so you've got a really great walk pace and you don't seem to mind the marathon. You were training for it for Marine Corps. Would you, and I, was, she didn't, I don't think she finished the sentence. I jumped at it. I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so. Heather and I are friends. And yes, Heather has a pretty good walk pace. Like my little <laughs> leggies are like trying to catch up with Heather's easy pace. And I'm just like, girl, you're so fast. Calm down. You're not ballooning. that's like anytime we go to the parks together I'm like oh I gotta like I'm in training whenever I'm at the parks with Heather because she she's she's got a good walk face um okay and then Molly you're like my OG balloon lady you were the first one that I met and I think I just reached out like I saw somebody mention your name on Facebook group at one point and so I sent you a message and you were like sure I'll talk about it and so the next is his, you know, the rest has been history for us. We've had these like long conversations before, but tell us a little bit how you got started 
with Ren Disney and, and ballooning. Yeah, sure. So I actually started running, my first half marathon was in 2004 and it was the Disney half. And that was before they had separated the half and the full. They were both okay. on the same day back then. And, um, and then in 2005, I did Disney full and then I did New York. And then in 2006 was the first Goofy and I did the first Goofy. So I kind of got indoctrinated uh, back then. So we're looking at 20 years now. At 20 <laughs> years in January, I've been running. It just blows my mind. And Kathleen, I think your numbers are a little off because Princess is when we started 16 years ago. 16 years ago. This princess. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've been around um, since the beginning with Sue. And we've had a few people come in between and stuff like that. And, you know, I run locally with our Galloway group. And I've been a group leader with them as well. And just kind of keep it up. And have something to do. And it's fun. And I call it my therapy. Uh, everybody always says, why do you go out all the time? And I said, well, it's cheaper than paying somebody for therapy. Might as well go get some miles and get some activity going so and then anytime you get on with heather and start walking you know it is speed walking or running sometimes with our short little legs but so yeah so that's me i've been around i think most people know me by now so so what i love about hearing all three of y'all stories is literally i was shaking my head nodding a lot or not nodding along not shaking my head but nodding because each of you had things that I can relate to from your stories as running and runners and how you got to where you are. And I think for anybody that's listening, like the balloon ladies, they're just like us. Like that is the, that is the response you should be taking from this is that they are not some like mythical, scary creature out there. They are moms and wives and runners and people who have been doing this. And then the, the next thing I think that's really important for to, to point out to people is to, again, reiterate like how long you guys have been in the Run Disney community and how long you've been running as a whole. I know your number one question that you get asked, and it's the number one question I see all over social media, is how do I become a balloon lady? Uh, one of us has to pretty much totally give up. <laughs> There's <laughs> your answer. Move to some like barn <laughs> And just, you know, the earth. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's basically, you know, what anybody who wants to become a balloon lady, you need to know. A, it's part of the Galloway, like, running group, right? Like, it's all. So, I'm I'm with the Marathon Fest group from Traction. Okay. So okay. Galloway. But okay. groups are sort of inter intermeshed, so. So, a running group in Central Florida mm -hmm. is what controls this and, and how this happens. And so, if you are looking for an opening, you know, TBD, there might be one that comes up, but your best chance of knowing about those openings would be to join the running groups and to be part of that community. And that's how possibly someday in the future, <laughs> if anything <laughs> should open up. But I know these ladies, and I don't think any of them are like ready to quit yeah. anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> As our things change, you know, some years we may not be ready to do a marathon. This year I was not ready to do a marathon, Yeah, you know, but a half marathon, totally my speed. You Got know, it. Sue's just coming back after having double knee replacement. And so she's up for the 10Ks, 
you know, more power to her. Double Absolutely. So that means anybody can get back out here to do it. It well, might take you time, but you can do it. And that's the thing. And I, and I think that that's, you know, so important with running uh, and with the Run Disney community is something like just to keep in mind is mm -hmm. that, you know, if you think you're, if you're scared, if you're nervous, if these balloon ladies and the ideas behind the balloon ladies, like kind of freak you out, this is one really good conversation to listen to because they're basically telling you any running problem that you've run into, we as a group have, you know, had these issues ourselves and have worked through them. And you have injuries, you go out for a little while. You may not be trained up for something. That's okay. You start training for the next go around. Like that's what running is all about is, you know, putting one foot forward and putting in the training and, you know, keeping it going. We also have the same worries and anxieties and fears walking up to that start line as everybody else we're we're held to the same standards like we have to ha we have to maintain that pace we we don't get to fall back we don't get to really go and do the bathroom stops we don't like we're relying very heavily on each other mentally getting each other through we're relying on our bikers like it's a tough race for everybody you know one another thing is everybody should know that we want you to finish you know one of the hard things to do is to turn around at the some of the hard pickups, as we call them, is we look back and there's some folks that just really wanted to keep going and they mm -hmm. just, they just couldn't, you know? Yeah. And this is something hard for me, but this was the first year and in, in all the races that I've, I've been doing it, um, I've been having some back and some hip issues. And I actually pulled myself at the full marathon this year. And, and that was very, very difficult. There were a lot of tears you know, I got off the bus like the folks do when they get taken off the off the off the the route, and um, you know I'm sitting there in tears, and they hand me my medal. I'm like, what? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so yeah, I, I've yeah. been there. I've felt the whole getting on the bus. Although I put myself on the bus, not every that's not everybody's choice. But some some races are hard, and and you got to sort of realize that. But then you get back out there and you keep going at it. You know. It, not every day, every race is going to be your race, but you got to try your best, get out there, put the work in, and then see what happens. Thanks for sharing that, Kathleen, because I, I know that that was um, a conversation that I saw on social media was, um, can balloon ladies get swept? No, they're the sweepers. We're going we're gonna, to like answer that <laughs> in just a minute when we come back from this quick break, and we're going to talk about that. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.
What is the definition of a balloon lady? I had to laugh. I saw in this group conversation, somebody said, um, they do a public service of being the visual last warning to the impending doom (laughs) that lurks shortly behind them. Um, So that is somebody's definition out there in the community, which got a lot of laughs and whatever. I think it's kind of accurate-ish, but also not. So can one of you guys like describe what your definition of the balloon lady is and what your purpose is on the course? That's a tough one because I mean, really, we are the last visuals, Mm -hmm. but trust me, if you can hear us, we are usually yelling and cheering and encouraging. If you can hear us, that probably means if you're on a straight flat area, you need to take a few speed up points, whether that's running from light pole to light pole or yellow line on the road to yellow line on the road. If you can hear us, we are just trying to help you out. We're giving you that warning. I know the Disney bikers are there and to give you that warning as well. But the whole reason we got started was also because I know during my first couple of races, having a Disney biker tell me, well, you're behind pace, you're going slow. I'm like, well, I don't care because you're on a bike and I'm on my feet. And so we are out there on our feet with you. It may encourage and does encourage a lot of people. We pair people up in the back. Hey, go find your friend. Let's meet, you know, Sally from Montana and, you know, Nancy from California. You guys pair up. Let's go take a little jog, have a little fun, meet each other, you know, find a friend. And then you don't have to worry about this quote unquote doom. You know, sometimes it isn't your race. 100%. I get it. It happens to the best of us. But if you don't try, you don't get out there, you don't know. Yeah, I like to think we're like the on-course cheerleaders. Honestly, like, it's, it's really, it's changed running Disney races for me. I used to just love the character stops. And that was my that was my jam. But now helping people get to their finish line, wherever that may be, you know, some people have different goals. But helping people meet that goal. And then when you see that overwhelming rush of emotions when they have made that goal, when they've hit that finish line, like that's what that's what fuels me. That's what like I can keep this going. Knowing that my Evelyn is out on Main Street holding her sign and cheering, it just it's just it's just magical, honestly. Yeah. And also I like to think uh, we serve as a distraction on the, on the race too, in some parts of it, because sometimes it does get hard out there. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no way around it. You know, you're on a half marathon, your mile, you know, nine to 10 and there's nothing but road there. So Molly and I are pretty good at picking on each other and, you know, the banter back and forth and we're making jokes, you know, and, and some people go and go with it and, you know, look at us and join in. Other people look at us like we're crazy. But you know what? For those couple minutes, you know, we were a distraction that you weren't thinking about how hard this is because we know it's hard. We, we know we know that it's rough. It can be cold. It can be hot, whatever the case is. Um, so if we can serve as some sort of distraction or cheerleader for you, you know, we're happy to do that for you. Molly, I'm always up for singing, too. That- <laughs> So we do pick out some songs. Sometimes we know the words, sometimes we don't. <laughs> hey, who knew you were going to get a show in the back of the of the pack? Like, listen, you know, ask Molly what, what to, to come up with some good ones. <laughs> Taylor Swift, anybody? I mean, I'm always willing to sing that along myself. Um, okay, so 
as far as the balloon ladies are concerned, just for anybody who still is like, I, I kind of get like what we're talking about, but we don't know what we're talking about. So the balloon ladies are the 16 minute mile pacers. They start as the very last people. So they start in the back of the back. So, and you, and you can visually see them because they have these great big, huge balloons, which I'm sorry. I know you used to have smaller balloons and that was kind of my fault that you got stuck with the big ones. Apologize for that, Molly. I have a picture of myself standing in front of the castle. And I think with Trudy, we did princess back in 08. Mm -hmm. I found the picture and it's her and I with our dollar store Disney Mickey balloons. (laughs) Yes. Yes. When I first interviewed Molly, that was the question everybody wanted to know was like, does Disney provide you with balloons? And Molly's like, no, (laughs) like we go and pick them up at the dollar store. And I was like, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) And so then you guys got stuck with the great big, huge ones that Molly was like, yeah, thanks Patty. (laughs) Hey, the worst year was when we had in princess, when we had the actual life size, princesses that and it was windy and they kept hitting everybody <laughs> yeah those um the other ones though that were perfect those was, was the star wars race mm-hmm. where you guys ran with the death star balloons yes like that was so on theme and it was so perfect it was just it was you know i got i got to give disney you know props for that one but yeah so they they start in the back they keep a 16 minute mile now let's talk about this keep a 16 minute mile i'm doing air quotes because the truth is Sometimes you guys do fall behind pace, so you will have to run to catch up to pace. And I know everybody, it happens, not every race, but it happens often enough that people have these conversations online. They're like, I was with the balloon ladies and all of a sudden they started running, and but we were at 16-minute miles, so I don't understand. So my understanding is you guys know what your actual pace is and, and you are told when you need to catch up and how to catch up to them. And so sometimes you do have to like, run a little faster than like your walking pace or your 16 minute mile pace. So you want to like touch on that to kind of explain how this happens, when this happens, why people don't need to like think that you're trying to outrun them or cheat them of anything. It's still a 16 minute mile, right? The first thing I want to say is we are human. So that that's number one. We are human. We do our best to keep the pace. This is something I feel pretty passionate about. We do our best to keep the pace. Now, we stop every mile. And okay. I'm not sure if everybody realizes that either. We stop every mile. Whether mm-hmm. we get there, uh, if we get there five seconds early, we wait the five seconds. If, if we're, like, coming up on it, we may put a little speed in our step. But we do our best to, to keep a steady pace. But, again, we are human. But then again, we also know there are certain parts like going outside of MGM or excuse me, Hollywood Studios and and we're going on that boardwalk area. Everybody knows how tight that is. We are still held to that pace. So sometimes or we just get blocked up, we sort of have to put a little pep in our step to make sure we're keeping the pace. Yeah, we um, I think what people also may need to consider is we never stop our watches our watches never pause. So we are maintaining that perfect pace. We are in constant communication with our bikers. If we're not on pace, one biker will be like, you're not on pace, get caught up. And I remember we were doing the full this this past January and I got my little stopwatch. They gave me a stopwatch, Molly, because they felt bad for me because <laughs> I was struggling. 
And so I have my little stopwatch and I'm watching it and everything. And I'm like, we're coming in right on pace. I was so excited. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, oh God. So like they, they do get on us. Like we do have to maintain that. And you know, like Kathleen said, if we come in a little early at that mile marker, they hold us, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the time that you get in front of all of us and you keep yourself moving, you know, run your race run your race, do your distance, and don't worry about what everyone else around you is doing. You you just stick with your plan. We're there to help and you and we will guide you, but you do you. Some flash their watch at us and they're like, you're at 1543. Okay, well, that's what Garmin, the satellite at the moment, you know, says that our, our pace is, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell people. They, they, some people are very angry about it. Yeah. Or a lot, as many people as are excited to be out there and, and happy to see us, and we have all this banter going. There, there's some folks out there that do get pretty, um, I'll just say, aggressive about the pace. We're, we're doing our best to keep the pace, and again, we, we stop every every mile. So it's not like, oh, we gained ten seconds, and now we gained another ten seconds. No, we we stop every every mile. And part of that too is after we cross that start line we stop with all the Disney bikers and they count down. So every Disney worker is on the same timer. The SAG tent, the SAG vans, all the bikers, us, everybody, we're all on that same time. So that's why every person, if you ask what the pace is or what the time is, they're gonna be able to tell you. We don't look at a pace per se. This is where it gets really tough for me because we look at 16 minutes. So the first mile, I got that. I can do 16 minutes. The second, we need to be there at 32 minutes. Okay, once we get beyond 32 minutes, I need to start adding and doing math. And that makes it really hard. Understood. Understood. <laughs> we don't like to do public math. We don't like <laughs> but yeah, that's it's... the biggest key, too, is we don't look at our pace, per se. We look at how many more minutes does it is it going to take us to get to that next mile mark. That makes sense. No, that, make, that makes sense. It's like you have a 16-minute window to get there. So sometimes you have to run a little faster or slow it down. And if you get there early, like Kathleen mentioned, like you stop and you wait so that you aren't going too fast, you know, for, the, for, it, for anybody else. Again, yeah. like, let's just reiterate that everybody here is a volunteer. So they are volunteer cheerleaders. That is how they are self-describing themselves. So please be kind to the volunteer <laughs> cheerleaders out there. If you have, you know, beef, find somebody who's official run Disney and beef it up with them, but not these ladies. We're going to protect them at all costs. <laughs> well, and we all, we have the same standard, right? Like, if I fall behind pace and I have fallen behind pace in the marathon, I have to pull my balloon down. And I had one of them be like, you better get caught up with Kathleen or, or there's a, like, and I was like, Oh my God. And I'm running dopey. I'm at the last stretch of dopey. And I, I have to pull my balloon down because I'm not meeting the race pace and the race expectation. So we're, we're just as vulnerable as anybody else that's out there on that course. And that was me in January. We we got to miles six and six and seven, and we were a few seconds behind pace. And I I made the I made the executive decision for myself that I wasn't going to be able to keep this pace up. So I pulled myself because I I know how important keeping that pace is, and how much that visual representation that you know to Heather's point of what that represents to people. That you know I, I pulled it, and sometimes that that's what happens. So. And I mean, yeah, I think that that's a. 
that's also a, a good lesson for any runner out there to know. Sometimes you just know when it's not when it's not your time. If you're hurt, don't push it. Like you know, there's no live to run another day, right? Like you know, but but that was not Kathleen. She just knew she needed to to, to bop out, and she takes it seriously. So I think that's all super important for everybody just to remember as you guys are contemplating or stressing out or thinking about the balloon ladies. A, they're not scary. I know everybody's always like, oh, they're terrifying. Nah, these ladies are the nicest like people ever. And B, volunteers. I'm going to repeat that. They're volunteers. So let's all be nice to the volunteers. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about just some additional tips here. um, And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Okay. So as far as tips that you guys can come up with, we mentioned it earlier, but I want to I want to go back. I know there's going to be things that you say on the course as people are, are, are running, like, you know, light pole to light pole or, 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 you know, line to line. Like what, what are your best tips for somebody who's starting in the back, who knows they're going to be in that 15 to 16 minute mile pace. That's just, that's where their training landed them. And they know that that's what they're going to be. What, what's your best, like, um, best tips for them to, to move forward and to continue to move forward um, through this race. Get in the front of your corral. Okay. Even if you're in that last corral, get there early. I know it's early to begin with, but get there early, get out to your corral and give yourself a fighting shot. Get to the front of your corral. That's one of my top tips. Yeah. And you really can't drink a whole lot while you're waiting in your corral because if you get out of line in your corral, you're going to lose that spot. So you could use the bathroom once you get on the course quickly. You know, make sure you practice. Practice peeing. That is a key when you're training. How quick can you go? Time yourself. I mean, it's really stupid, but no, I time it's, myself. You are you are speaking to the, the expert in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I I have I have figured this out, and there was actually a time period when I was doing the half marathons that I really did. It was it was the clothing because I used to run in like tight compression pants and then plus a sparkle skirt on top of that. So that was already two layers of things. And then if it was cold out, I also had tights. I mean, we're all, we're talking like. Four layers of out, you know, and with, for somebody like me who this is not TMI because anybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm the expert bathroom girl. I know where they all are. I go to the bathroom all the time on these races. You can absolutely find me in all the bathrooms. If you're looking for the bathrooms, <laughs> I know where they are. I have a list of those for you. But she's not wrong. Like that's the big thing is you have to be efficient. And so consider that when you're putting your clothing on, if you are somebody that knows they're going to need to stop multiple times on the race course, absolutely. Like what you wear is going to matter and is going to help. And then be aware of how quickly you can get in and out. And I think that's a great tip (laughs) for time saving. And know that once you peed, like you're going to have to run to catch up. That's the, that's the key too. But also, once I've peed, I can run. I just can't run before I pee. <laughs> so. Well, and that's the nice thing is Run Disney actually has bikers at the bathrooms telling you you're 30 seconds ahead of pace. You're behind pace. You know exactly where you are when you're at the bathroom. It's not a surprise mm-hmm. when you come out and you see us or we've passed you. You just know where you're visual. Oh, there's my target. I got to go get them. Exactly. Go catch up. Yeah. I think trust your training. Honestly, if you've put the distance in, if you put the time on your feet, believe in yourself and and trust that you've got this. 
it's mind over matter. I always say, if you don't mind, it don't matter. So just keep moving forward. Okay. So what happens if you get passed by a balloon lady? Say you do stop to go to the bathroom or you just fall, you know, behind pace from y'all's experience. What, what, what happens back there? So, so there are known hard pickups that okay. they, they let us know that morning. They, they give us a card with the times on it so we can track to that. We don't have to do the math as, as Molly was saying. <laughs> and so we, we know what the times are. So mm-hmm. our, we can check in our watches on that. But we also know where the hard pickups up. And, the, and they're typically where they Disney can bring a bus or some sort of vehicle in and it will block the path. So you need to be keeping pace with us as we go. If, if you fall back, you know, 10 seconds or whatever, it's some random part in the race. It's not that big of a deal, but you gotta, you gotta catch up. You gotta keep eyes on us. And usually we will be pretty vision. We'll be pretty loud and verbal and let you know when the hard pickups are coming. We'll say, Hey, the next mile is a hard pickup or, you know, you got to stick with us. We're, you know, 20 seconds or we try to go a little bit, you know, two minutes before the next hard pickup. So we try to be as, provide as much notification as we can that there are hard pickups coming at any random time in the race. If we're, you know, a couple seconds ahead of you, that's not the end of the world, but you got to keep moving. And, and another question people will ask us is when's the last time you can be picked up the finish line, because there's people again who in some of the longer races, um, they'll, you know, get themselves a drink in Epcot or whatever. Cause that's a fun thing to do. And yes, that is a fun thing to do. But if you're not moving along with the rest of the herd, they'll they'll take you off the course. And that's not what you want. And if you get taken off the course like that, you don't get to finish. You don't get your challenge medal. That's another thing. You know, you, you won't get that challenge medal at the end. So just something to be aware of that, you know, some of the things that you read in the diff- different Facebook groups. Oh, I stopped on here. I ra- rode this ride or I got this drink, you know, at the end. Well, you're, you're putting yourself in a predicament that you might get picked up. You are not safe until the finish line. There was a period of time because I was passed by the balloon ladies during my one and only marathon. I have a great picture of Sue like running past me and I was just like, bye guys, because I was quote safe because I was in Epcot. I know those days no longer exist and that absolutely needs to be clarified. And, and, And so thank you, Kathleen, for like saying that because I think that is something that a lot of people go, oh, no, for the half marathons, it used to be the last big hard sweep was like at mile 11, 11 and a half as you were coming down the hill, that last overpass into Epcot. Once you got down there, you were good. And if it did take you 20 minute miles or 22 minute miles, you were fine. That is no longer the case. There's people that are getting picked up and they can see they can see the finish line. It's around the corner, you know, that, that sort of thing. So that is something that if you read old blogs or old information or you have old people, and by old people, I mean just people who used to run Disney a lot, but they haven't run Disney recently, they may say things like that. And this is absolutely a good clarification to point out is that um, Run Disney has tightened up on that. They're definitely going to sweep you whenever they need to sweep you. And it's not to be mean. It's not to be harsh. It's just it's a business and they have business needs and they might need to take you off the course, even though you're less than a mile, you know, to the finish or less than half a mile to the finish. That's, it's going to happen. So your best bet is to stick with the balloon ladies as much as you can, or at least have them in your visual so that if you need to run and catch up with them, you can. And that's always like 
that was always my thought process was I need to make sure I have the gas in the tank to catch them if I have to. So I could never let you guys get too far ahead of me so that if I had to run and catch up, I could. Well, you got to look a lot. You got to look alive too. If you have a look on your face that just says, I'm not doing well, then that becomes a medical emergency for them. And they're going to do everything they can to, to not have that medical moment. So keep that look on your face that says confidence. I've got this. I'm going to make it to the finish, like fake it till you make it because (laughs) we don't want anybody out there pushing themselves to the point of a medical crisis or a point where they get in, in a peril situation. Um, and that's, that's the primary goal of our team is safety. We want to make sure everybody is safe out there and everybody makes it to their finish line. So just keep that pep in your step and keep trudging forward. Love and, it. And, yeah. Fuel in the tank. You know, this is a new thing for a lot of people, but make sure you plan your hydration. Disney gives you a lot of water options, the Powerade on the course and everything. And that's great. But make sure you provide yourself with other types of fuel, whether it be gels, whether it be gummy bears, whether I'm a personal fan of pretzels. I always have pretzels with me along the route. Make sure you plan for that ahead of time and that you've taken these things before so then you don't get a funny stomach or something like that. You know, I I see a lot of people that are just struggling. I was like, well, have you taken any of your fuel or your nutrition? What are you talking about? You know, and and I'll offer up pretzels. You know, I, I, I bring a lot with me. We have full pockets typically, <laughs> the balloon ladies do. But, you know, there's only so much we can help you with. So I would say that's another thing for, for newbies. Make sure they prepare for that. That's actually really, yeah, that's a great tip to have. to have Pack more than you think you're going to need because you might need it more than you thought <laughs> when you get to the end there. Okay. Well, ladies, this has been awesome, and I super appreciate your time. All right. Well, that is your balloon, ladies, for 2024. If you see them out on the course, please tell them thank you. Because again, volunteers, they are out here, you know, just just doing this for you to have a visual. And uh, once again, you can find us at No Guilt Disney on Facebook. Uh, We come at least once a month. to do the podcast. So please follow us um, on the podcast here, uh, the Facebook group. We always have great Disney and Run Disney tips if you're, and, and yes, we do talk about things other than Run Disney. It's just been a lot of Run Disney recently because we're in the season. Uh, and you can join us because as I like to say, it is no fun to fangirl the Run Disney balloon ladies alone. <laughs> Bye y'all. 